Hello and welcome to this edition of the Oregon Wine History Archive podcast. The Oregon Wine History Archive is located at Linfield University in McMinnville, Oregon, and is dedicated to preserving and sharing the Oregon wine story. This podcast will share these stories through oral history interviews that we've conducted throughout the industry. Please enjoy these stories. All right, my name is Rich Schmidt. I'm here with Akiko Shiba. It's uh, May 11th, 2021. We're at Medici Vineyards in Newburgh. Akiko, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate this. Thank you. <laughs> uh, first, first question for you, biggest question, is why wine? Yeah, why wine? Yeah, making wine here in the Viramento Valley was not my <laughs> plan. Yeah, I'm Japanese and I grew up in Tokyo. And, you know, I like, I liked and uh, eating and drinking. And, you know, my family, they, they drink the alcohol beverage, but, you know, many Japanese people cannot drink alcohol or they cannot enjoy mm -hmm. because uh, they don't have enzymes to break down the alcohol. Mm -hmm. But, you know, fortunately, my family, especially my dad, his family, and me, yeah, we have the boss to eat enzymes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at the dinner table, yeah, my parents, I think they're drunk almost every time, but not only the wine. They drank the, the wine. I remember, yeah, that was like white, wine, mm -hmm. probably German Riesling or something like that. This is good with, you know, Japanese meal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, they drank the beer and sake or they are pretty open, you know. And in ja Japan, of course, our national alcohol beverage is sake, mm -hmm. but uh, more old people uh, drink sake and other, you know, younger generation uh, drink beer or some, it's like mixture. Mm -hmm. And also mm -hmm. wine. Now it's, it's wine is it's pretty common in, in Japan. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, I also started to drink as a teenager. And I also, I, I was not uh, just drinking the wine. Wine was only one thing, and I liked, you know, beer and sake, and also my favorite is it's Chinese rice wine, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and also Korean makgeolli. I love, you know, it depends what I eat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I choose the what I drink. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, and. You know, uh, when I was a uh, college student, I worked at the beer bar in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, I met my husband, Chris, yeah, there. Oh, Chris is also my uh, business partner, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And that beer bar offered about 100 different kinds of beer from the all over the world. That was pretty amazing at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, craft beer movement was not yet happened in Japan. And mostly 
Japanese beer was like uh, German style Pilsner. And sometimes you could find black lager. Yeah, but mainly it's like, uh, you know, yellow color Pilsner lager. Mm -hmm. And, but at the bar, you could, you know, drink European beer or also from Caribbean or mm -hmm. <laughs> Asian countries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I liked more ale. This is like, you know, on the surface fermented beer, not on the bottom. And uh, I, my favorite was, I think, Belgian Trappist beer, mm -hmm. yeah. And when I was still student, college student, uh, Curtis, he went back to the United States. Uh, actually, he was, uh, he was uh, living the, about the two, two years in Tokyo mm -hmm. because uh, his dad had the position of the working in Tokyo and he was like uh, as as a exchange student mm -hmm. he was uh, he went to the uh, college in Tokyo and but uh, he continued to study you know for his master and uh, doctor degree he went back to uh, United States in Colorado mm -hmm. and also I visited uh, him in Colorado when I was still a college student. And I think craft beer movement was already started in Colorado. <laughs> and <laughs> I, well, he took me to the uh, Blue Pipe, mm -hmm. for example, in Boulder, in Colorado, or to the small, you know, bar in the desert. <laughs> and in summertime, it was so dried in Colorado, you know, and beer was so tasty. <laughs> and I really, you know, oh, such a beer is so, 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 you know, so great. And also I went to the bookshop in United States and purchased uh, some it's like a beer encyclopedia mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. like that, mm -hmm. and which explained about beer style, you know, what is a stout or what is the IPA mm -hmm. or something like that. And also there was a, a good. Uh, famous beer journalist. Go ahead, keep going good. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, his name is uh, Michael Jackson. Actually, same as the famous musician, but he's a British guy, and he called himself Beer Hunter. <laughs> he was like uh, Hugh Johnson in Beer World, you know. And I was just, oh, he's so cool. And I, yeah, I just took his book. And uh, after the college in Tokyo, I tried to work uh, at the publisher, mm -hmm. but I couldn't find the position. It was so hard to get the position, you know. And I still continue to work at the bar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was so lucky. Uh, one guy, old guy, he 
towards our good customer at the beer bar and um, he's uh, one of the very famous uh, editor in Japan. He founded a few very famous cooking book mm -hmm. for the magazine and that magazine is still there. Yeah, I think everyone, maybe housewife, so uh, if the, also he, he made also for the uh, the guides, mm -hmm. you know, the, the not only the woman, mm -hmm. yeah, and very famous uh, books are still there. And anyway, he was planning to uh, create a new magazine, and he needed a staff for him, and he asked me to help him. And yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah, I had nothing to do, <laughs> and yeah, and I started to work uh, for him. Mm -hmm. That was a monthly uh, cooking magazine and every issue had a topic like uh, curry, for example, or stew, or cheese, or Italian, or so, something like that. And we picked the best restaurant who or that cook that meal, those issues, yeah, meal, yeah, pretty good. Mm -hmm. and we introduced the recipe mm -hmm. for that meal. That was main page, you know, with picture we introduced the recipe. And also there was uh, other pages about our restaurant uh, information. Mm -hmm. I was like uh, assistant position, not the main editor, and my task was mostly uh, to interview the restaurant mm -hmm. and you know write the article about restaurant and also food. Yeah, this was you know I was so lucky, and at the time. I really enjoyed the food and so good. I, my mom, she, she cooked pretty good, you know, everything from the scratch and mm -hmm. never gave us frozen food <laughs> or instant mm -hmm. uh, food. But the good food from the <laughs> restaurant is different, you know, <laughs> it's so good and I, I really uh, yeah, enjoy and also I think my taste was trained mm -hmm. at the time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the magazine had the topic about beer or wine or sake, you know, and my task was go to the wine shop and interview or wine bar mm -hmm. and I noticed I was more motivated, you know, and ah, maybe I really like to do something, you know, for alcohol beverage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then uh, I think at the time I started to think I should learn or more specialized about alcohol beverage, not the cooking or food. But how? I don't know. Maybe like uh, Michael Jackson, the beer hunter, but I don't know. And my husband, Chris, well, at the time he was my boyfriend, he finished his school in the United States, in Colorado, and he got a position in Germany. And, oh, Germany? Okay, <laughs> maybe I could do something in Germany. And German beer is pretty famous 
in Japan, and I was more interested in beer at the time. And I joined, you know, his life, and I moved to Germany. Uh, that was uh, Düsseldorf is a name for the city. Yeah, actually, beer region, <laughs> not wine region. And my plan was go to the beer university or some some beer school, but no idea. Yeah, because I tried to you know get the correct information about the. Uh, college or university about beer, but first page on the website, German university at the time had the English page, general information. I tried to, you know, uh, get more detail and then switch to the German. And I couldn't understand, you know, and, but, but okay, anyway, I, I go there. And the first eight months in Düsseldorf, uh, I went to the language school mm -hmm. because I, I I had no knowledge or no experience with German language. You know, Monday through Friday, every day. Yeah, this was so hard. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, foreign language is always hard for me, but especially the German, you know, daddy does. Yeah, each word has uh, it's like uh, neutral or feminine. Or, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you have to learn all of them. Yeah. Anyway, eight months went to the school, and I got a good friend from Peru. She, her, yeah, her husband. At the time, at the fiance, yeah, yeah. She was just came to the Germany and uh, went to the school like me, mm -hmm. and her husband owned the winery in Rheinhessen, and I went to you know their house very often, and we drank together and ate together, and he let me try his wine. That was. Riesling, of course, <laughs> but I don't know which one. This is, of course, his winery's uh, wine. Mm -hmm. He owned a big company, and winery business was, was like uh, next, you know, not the main, main, main business. That's why he, they lived in Düsseldorf, not in Rheinhessen. But anyway, uh, the wine, I think probably that was Riesling Ausreise the gold color, yeah, mm -hmm. and so good. And he also told me, you can also learn wine in Germany and good school. He, uh, he gave me the information about good school. And, you know, maybe studying wine is more interesting because German beer is already famous or, you know, the, everyone knows the German beer, but not German wine. At the time, I was still thinking I go back to Japan and I will, you know, become like a journalist. Mm -hmm. But maybe German wine journalist or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a good idea. And also, I found two schools, very famous schools for beer. One is in Berlin. And another one is in uh, Bayern, mm -hmm. uh, close to the München. 
Yeah, they're both a good school, but pretty far from Dusseldorf. And the wine school, Geisenheim, that school is located in Rheingau. This is like uh, 20 or 25 minutes from Frankfurt, mm -hmm. but with Autobahn, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is about, I think, two or three hours from Dusseldorf. Maybe it's not so far, and also wine sounds more interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I change, you know. And, but it was not easy before I started the study. I had to pass the language test, of course, mm. and also uh, at least six months I needed to work as an intern or I needed experience. Yeah, that otherwise you could not enter the or the start the study. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, I continued to uh, learn la German language and also I started to work at the winery to work. The first internship was the winery that my friend her uh, husband's own mm -hmm. that winery, yeah, in Langhessen. And this was, yeah, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's, I, I couldn't understand what uh, Sarah Master said to me, for example, close the tank, he said, but I open because <laughs> I couldn't understand. <laughs> and, and, you know, first, 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 yeah, a few years, German people just looked always angry for me. I think, this is opposite to American people. American people are so friendly at the beginning too, yeah. This is also uh, unusual for me. <laughs> but anyway, it's uh, so hard, yeah. And, but, you know, anyway, I passed the exam at the second time. Mm -hmm. One first time I failed. <laughs> it was so stressed because <laughs> you may take only two times the exam if you didn't pass second, that's it. Mm. There's no chance to study in German. <laughs> but anyway, I passed at the second time in the final, you know, and also I finished uh, uh, my intern, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think totally 10 months I worked, yeah. First one in Rheinhessen, second one in, in the Nile. Yeah. Yeah. And finally I started my study. That was I think two thousand three mm -hmm. September. And you know, I passed the language test, but still I couldn't understand almost nothing or yeah, anything. Mm -hmm especially for the first semester, half, half year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I couldn't understand each word that professor say. And also, I couldn't understand what is this lecture? You know, why I'm here, what I'm learning. And, you know, what is that? <laughs> you know, anyway, but uh, fortunately, I had a good uh, roommate, mm -hmm. yeah, he helped a lot and we learned together and also 
he's uh, he had a lot of friends and all, always he invited a friend and our apartment, you know, always we had a party or the friend and we cooked together and I was so lucky, I think, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, with his help, I think I survived. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, I'm serious. Mm -hmm. Two Japanese guys, I thought, they drop up, drop up, yeah. They couldn't finish the study. Yeah, yeah, I was so lucky. Just, you know, I had a good contact and, yeah. And, but, you know, still, I was thinking, I will do something like uh, journalist, not production, mm -hmm. but the school was for producer <laughs> and, you know, the beach culture and, you know, so, for example, pest mm -hmm. in the beard. Mm -hmm. Why I have to learn about insects or, you know, is this really? I, I really need that. <laughs> I was always, you know, I was not sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. I if I'm doing right things, mm -hmm. and I was not, uh, yeah, interested in making wine. But you know, I think last two years or yeah, uh, totally. I I took five and a half years to finish my study. And last two years, you know, I was changing. For example, there was a special semester, practical semester. Yeah, for one semester, you don't go to the school. You just work at the winery mm -hmm. and you need to do some project at the winery. And then you write the report. Mm -hmm. And I did that for two semesters. Yeah, because I needed work more, you know, more experience. And every day, you know, just working in the vineyard. And I, at the time, I didn't like that, you know. Working in the vineyard is basic in Germany. That means still I'm working in the vineyard. I need to go to the cellar. <laughs> I need to learn more about cellar, but I have to work in the vineyard, you know, and I always try to, you know, ask my supervisor, maybe do you need help, you know, uh, I, I'm interested in working cellar, and I try to more work in the cellar. But now, when I think now, I was so lucky entire year, four year, every day I was working in the vineyard because here in the Oregon it's not easy, you know, to get the experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was so lucky. Now I can say that. <laughs> and also the location, the winery's location was great. It was uh, in Baden. Baden is pretty south and west and hottest wine region in Germany and Riesling is too hot. Oh, no, no, in, no, no not Riesling is hot. The weather is too hot for uh, the Riesling. And also I got a small uh, Volkswagen car and that was located like a border to the France, Alsace, mm -hmm. uh, and also to Switzerland. And when I have time, you know, just 
take the car and go to the Alsace, you know, for example. Uh, at the time, already Euro, yeah, if you have Euro, you can just mm -hmm. buy everything in France, but not in the Switzerland. And, you know, if I need fish or coffee beans or maybe cedar, yeah, or cheese, I went to the France. And, but I, if I need gas, Ah, gas. Gas was also pretty uh, cheaper in France because uh, German, in Germany, you know, the special tax for the environment. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is actually good. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> uh, and also, I uh, the winery where I worked was more concentrated or focused on uh, Pinot Noir and Pinot Blanc and Pinot Gris because. It's too hot. Not only the winery, entire the region. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think at the time I I really enjoy yeah working at the winery and also are more interested in the uh, production. Mm -hmm. And also you know after like five years, I could speak better German and. I just enjoyed the life in Germany. Mm -hmm. And also I could fight, you know, against uh, my colleague, German colleague, yeah, finally, yeah. And, you know, also then I finished the uh, uh, practical semester and went back to Rheingau because uh, finally at, 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 uh, I needed to finish my, write the, my thesis, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. but not uh, needed go to the lecture, yeah. And also, uh, I started uh, work at the winery in Langau. And in Langau, Riesling is, of course, the most popular uh, variety, but there is uh, one small town, Asmanthausen. In Asmanthausen, there was only Pinot Noir. Somehow, but I think I'm not 100% sure. But in the past, French monk mm -hmm. came mm -hmm. with the plant, probably, and then planted Pinot Noir there. That's why, yeah. Mm -hmm. Entire here, only Pinot Noir. And yeah, I had also the experience working in that vineyard. And yeah, I finished the, my school and my husband, Chris, already left the Germany and started a new life in Richmond, mm -hmm. Virginia. Mm -hmm. And I went to there and we got married and I tried to work in Virginia. Virginia is actually the number six wine region in the United States. And I visited many wineries there and tried the wine, but the wine was not my taste. <laughs> and I actually, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't stay there. And I, I didn't think my future there what, which kind of wine should I make there? And I cannot, no, and I just ask my husband, yeah, we need to move. I cannot stand it here. 
and ah okay Chris said ah I need just telephone and airport and internet <laughs> okay good but to where and but he also told me not California it's too expensive no okay Washington or Oregon mm -hmm. which one mm -hmm. and no idea he comes from East Coast never been to Oregon and me too and we didn't have friend or family in Oregon nothing no information just i know what i knew a lot of rain yeah <laughs> and also you know i actually i knew that the, the pino was there because in germany at the school there was special lecture international wine bar that means international bit culture or wine making you know i learned a lot of the different countries uh, wine mm -hmm. and the professor told me there was good quality pinot in Oregon and I knew that and oh okay pinot is there no, I could maybe work there because I had experience mm -hmm. and maybe listening yeah, it, yeah the map seems like it's north, north of, you know, California, maybe it's cool. No, there is probably good listening too. But anyway, yeah, we go there. And 2009, oh, August, yeah, we moved to here. Hmm. And I finished my school in Germany, that's what, 2009, February, mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah, that was a long story, sorry, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> over here. I'm yeah, here. Yeah. Well, yeah. What was your initial impression of Oregon, both uh, the state and, and the wine here? Ah, uh, so, was, yeah, at first, vineyard was like spot. Mm -hmm. It's not connected. <laughs> My image about the wine region is just weird on the hill. But here, sometimes you cannot see because there is a gate. <laughs> and you need to drive, you know, and now finally you can see the vineyards. That's what's, yeah, different. And also, wineries is so clean and new and very dry i mean no mold or not wet <laughs> and so clean and also there was well winery has hot water <laughs> that was also pretty amazing <laughs> and uh yeah the big difference is the people work separately in the vineyard mm -hmm. also at the winery mm -hmm. in the cellar that's what's big Different, yeah, yeah. So when you when you moved here, what was your thought? Did you did you did you plan to start working in wine immediately? Were you thinking vineyard? Were you thinking winery? What was kind of your initial thought? Uh, before we moved to the Oregon, I started to research about the uh, industry here, mm -hmm. and. Uh, I just send uh, my resume through the email when I found, you know, website. Mm -hmm. I don't know the quality or because I couldn't try and just I think 
almost all winery that I found, I sent email. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But answer I got answer only several. <laughs> And also only two winery offered me for the harvest position. Mm -hmm. And pretty famous winery, these two. And uh, I look for the wine uh, at the wine shop in Richmond and I found, yeah, fortunately, and I tried the both and I chose the better one <laughs> for my taste yeah 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 yeah, yeah. both are good winery but just uh, i like this wine better than this that's why i work for this mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and it's just i started the uh, harvest winter yeah so wh where was that first internship uh, was uh saint innocent okay yeah, yeah excellent yeah. what was what was your experience like there uh you know the famous winemaker mark brozak <laughs> he was yeah, yeah, so uh, emotional, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, was, yeah, and I got a good uh, colleague, yeah, and yeah, it was fun. Also, you know, the Mark, he loved uh, eating. Mm -hmm. uh, we had the harvest chef and mm -hmm. nice wine, and yeah, I enjoyed, yeah, yeah. How did the work you were doing as an intern compare to the work you'd done elsewhere as an intern? Was it similar work? Uh, do you mean the, in, in Germany? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, working during the harvest in Germany is, I think, most difficult <laughs> or hardest <laughs> because they had the white and red. You go to the vineyard to pick grapes. You know, normally the staff picked grapes, not the crew. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you go to the uh, vineyard in the morning and the pick. And then in the evening, you start to press the white, for example, or control the tanks. And just hot. And next day, early morning, you go to the vineyard and start to pick. Mm -hmm. But here, I thought, oh, pretty good. <laughs> Somebody pick for us and bring the grapes to the winery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think also the atmosphere, not atmosphere, the environment, environment mm -hmm. is good for the uh, worker mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. It's not too hard, yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe somebody was against me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, but you know, one of good friend, I sent him to the Germany and I introduced good producer. He's an American guy. Mm -hmm. He worked at the winery during the harvest. And after the harvest, I got one postcard or email. Mm -hmm. Akiko, thank you for introducing me to that, this great winery. That was most yeah, hardest, hardest for me. <laughs> I got a message from him. Yeah, not only me, I think everybody, if you work there, you, you know the difference. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what did you, what were your kind of your main like takeaways or lessons from, from St. Innocent? What, what, what was your first work in Oregon? What did you learn about the Oregon wine industry? What did you learn about what you wanted to do here? Uh, yeah, I, then, or I noticed uh, many different things. For example, when I was in Germany at the time, climate change was not so uh, uh, big 
problem and still they are struggling, you know, uh, the, to get the uh, ripen, good ripen mm -hmm. uh, grapes. Mm -hmm. But here, that was 2009, what I think pretty hot year and uh, in Germany you, you really um, be careful the no water in the in your fermenter or in the hose or because the water dilute your sugar mm -hmm. but here what? <laughs> okay <laughs> it's uh, maybe sometimes you could also add water mm -hmm. oh unbelievable yeah or something like that mm -hmm. just different mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. What did you do next? And you know, after the harvest, harvest is over now. You lost. You you don't have job. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's normal. And then, okay. You know, what should I do? And it, to get a permanent position here is not easy. Yeah, you know, during the harvest, you know, you, you easily get the intern position. But you know, if you work as a permanent staff, it's not easy. Mm -hmm. And I didn't find nothing, you know. But I missed working in the vineyard and also I didn't want to lose my uh, uh, feeling, you know. And I asked one guy, uh, Tom, he owned a vineyard in Eura Amity Hills. And yeah, Tom, yeah, I want to help you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like volunteer. Mm -hmm. I don't need to get money, yeah. And yeah, I helped pruning and continue to, you know, keep my it's like uh, feeling. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, I took some uh, class at the Shamiketa. Mm -hmm. uh, my English was uh, not great. My uh, at the time and so maybe you know uh, going to Shemeketa is probably more fun than going to the English language <laughs> class <laughs> and I took some yeah not not full program just uh, a few uh, interesting uh, class mm -hmm. I took yeah mm -hmm. and next year again uh, harvest mm -hmm. Uh, in the, but after that, the, I could stay there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where was that? That was Domain Serene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think large uh, operation. Mm -hmm. They need a people. Yeah. So what was after after harvest? What was your role there? Yeah, sell a lot. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That was, you know, Domain Serene is so beautiful, the facility, yeah, just on the hill, mm -hmm. and, yeah, but, for example, one task, you just continue to do one task, maybe for one week, mm -hmm. there was, how many barrels there, I'm not, I don't remember, but just topping in the cave dark, you know, after work, you came out, oh, it's raining, or, or sunshine, <laughs> you know, but that was good training, you know, for example, 
driving forklift mm -hmm. or more sanitation mm -hmm. to make the good uh, clean and controlled wine. You know, in Germany it was not so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what's new for me. And but I was this was so unusual for me. Domaine Serene owned a beautiful vineyard and sometimes lunchtime I go there and look at the condition of the grapes but I don't work there. Mm -hmm. That's what's strange for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm feeling mm, something is not, yeah, not my thing. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why or, you know, <laughs> I was laid off there after two years or I don't uh, a few years mm -hmm. and that was yeah pretty sudden you know suddenly happened and I was so shocked mm -hmm. but now I know you know maybe in the United States at a large company that's happened pretty often you know <laughs> yeah 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 and but I was probably too naive at the time mm -hmm. And I didn't feel good after, you know, a few months. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and also I was not uh, sure what is the next and mm, the, the style system of this uh, wine industry here. It's not my style, you know, working hard during the harvest and bothering, but after that, nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and, mm, and but you know I I, I had the, like lazy time a few months, but mm -hmm. I couldn't just continue that. Mm -hmm. And in 2012, yeah, the next harvest, I worked at my most favorite winery for the harvest. That was Ibsham wood mm -hmm. in Salem, yeah. Mm -hmm. I really liked uh, their wine and also I liked the founder a lot. That's, that's, yeah. mm -hmm. And I worked there and I enjoyed and more small operation and they have also a state uh, vineyard. Mm -hmm. And I think Chris told me what, yeah, yeah, you should start your own wine. Mm -hmm. Had and you had you thought of it before? No. Yeah. Ah, yeah, it's like a project. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The school or mm -hmm. but yeah, mm -hmm. for the commercial base. No, no. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have such idea. I own my, you know, my winery and to make my own wine. That was not my idea. And just he told me. And, but slowly, oh, maybe this is not good idea, not bad good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good idea, yeah, actually. And also I like working at the smaller operation, mm -hmm. not at the large base. And we probably started end of, you know, after the 2012 harvest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we started to prepare for our own label. Mm -hmm. And 2013 was our 
first vintage for a winery. But also I worked at Ibisham again because we, we are planning to receive only two tons or three tons, not much. Mm -hmm. That's why I could work for the boss. Mm -hmm. What's big mistake, by the way. Yeah, 2013 <laughs> was very hard. <laughs> so as you were getting started, tell me about what, the th what you had to think about, what you had to plan for. You had to obviously had to come up with, with, with a name and a place to make wine and a place to get grapes. Tell me about some of the, about finding those details as you were getting started. Yeah, I was so lucky. Um, I helped pruning for Tom. Mm. Tom is Tom Simonetti. Yeah. He owned the uh, Nuestro Sueño Vineyard next to the Carter in the Eora Amity Hills. Um, he built his own facility. 2000, actually 2013 was his first vintage uh, uh, for the for the winery, yeah, he uh, he was making his own wine uh, at the Saint Innocent Winery, and when I was working uh, there, and we knew that we got to know, and I helped pruning, and he offered us if you need a facility mm -hmm. for our new vintage or the first year, yeah, you can uh, use. That was so kind, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just a so small space, but uh, we are small, you know, and we moved there. And first to vintages, uh, we made our own winery, uh, wine there at the Tom's place, yeah. Mm -hmm. Where did you get grapes? Uh, one is um, from the Harboring Vineyard, mm -hmm. Jeff Harboring. Uh, I got to know him at the Shemeketa mm -hmm. uh, class. I think just after the big earthquake in Japan, mm -hmm. uh, there was class and he just came to me. He was so huge guy, do you know him? <laughs> I think he was the biggest human being that I met, but anyway. He suddenly, at the, after the class, you know, he, he came to me and, how about Japan? Or, you know, he, he, he was thinking about our country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and, yeah, and uh, working at the Ibisham Wood uh, as an intern, he, Jay Havlin, delivered grapes for, I think, Beyonce. Just he got uh, time, and for you know volunteer, he just delivered the grapes to the Ibishan. Mm -hmm. And oh, Jeff, yeah, and we we talked, yeah, 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 mm -hmm. and we got the contact, you know, and I asked him to get the grapes. Mm -hmm. And there was another one, just I, I found like uh, wine business.com mm -hmm. or something that, mm -hmm. yeah, 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 from the Yam here, mm -hmm. yeah. As you were thinking about making your own wine, what 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 kind of wine did you want to make? Were you in terms of both varietal, but also just in terms of style? What what was the kind of wine you wanted to create? Yeah, the we had the original plan was only the, to make the Pinot, mm -hmm. the red wine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and which style? Mm, yeah, now we, 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 we have some style, but first year, you know, just try to make uh, okay wine, you know, no mistake, just follow the, <laughs> that I learned, mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I have more now the freedom or, you know, more flexible, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you have a, after all the, the different places you'd worked, did you, were you trying to make your Pinot taste like someone else's? Was there a certain kind of uh, mark you were trying to hit in terms of flavor profile or in terms of style? Mm, yeah, I, I'm doing the slight ad adjustment, yeah. Mm -hmm. At first, you know, oh, okay, how long uh, do we leave our wine in the barrel, about 12 months, or, you know, when is the bottling timing, or just generally, you know, there is a rule, general rule here in the industry, and at first I followed that, mm -hmm. but slowly I noticed for example, other people probably bottled too early, or maybe I need to leave more wine in the barrel or something like that. And yeah, small adjustment, yeah, mm -hmm. I do. And big difference is we try to work as much as possible in the vineyard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also we use the small picking beans. F Y P. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, I think, yeah, big difference. Mm -hmm. So as as you as you had wine, as you started to have wine in bottle, tell me about selling it. Tell me about what you what you did with it once you once you created it. How did you get it out into the market? Yeah, that's what's hard. Yeah, Chris. He has a uh, day job. Mm -hmm. He still have day job, mm -hmm. and he told me, "Okay, you go to sell wine." <laughs> <laughs> but how? Mm -hmm. I I I I I I didn't have the experience to sell something. Yeah, you know. But he told me, uh, "Yeah, he's a white middle age guy. It's boring, <laughs> but you are Asian." and female and studied in Germany. It's so unique. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but how, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but he's right, you know, if I go to there, the people don't forget me. I think this combination, and yeah, no one has this combination. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I hate it. Yeah, in, uh, yeah now too, I, I hate uh, calling mm -hmm. telephone. And just, I took our wine and went to the restaurant or one shop in Portland. That was the beginning, you know. And yeah, just, this is so strange maybe, you know, because I have my own wine and no one think I make my wine and hey yeah uh, do you have time i have my own winery and today i have wine and could you please try or something like mm -hmm. that yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah how how was how was the reception how did you get better did you get did you feel like you were getting better at selling as you did it more 
Yeah, yeah, the, the I'm used to now, and I think that the people in Portland, uh, they were so kind, you know, if I, I noticed, yeah, they, if they tried our wine, and if they liked our wine, they just take, mm -hmm. so open, yeah, yeah, and now, you know, slowly the people know us, and it, it's easier now, yeah. Have you had the experience to, to eat, eat at a restaurant where your wine was on the menu? Have you had that experience yet? Uh, if the restaurant has my or our, our wine mm -hmm. on the list, mm -hmm. ah, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, the first vintage, the good restaurant took our wine. Mm -hmm. That's what's so you know, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> so since you um, you started with the kind of the interest uh, not just in wine as you mentioned but in beer and in sake and in other other types of things I'm curious did your knowledge of, of beer especially and, and from your from your background in journalism did it come into play when you were making wine how, how have you used what you learned uh, as you make wine how yeah, I think, um, yeah, at the school you can learn you know, how you ferment mm -hmm. or you can read the books and if you get the good grapes and, you know, you are hard worker, maybe you can make good wine, but to make great wine, this is different. I think uh, that means um, I noticed, you know, in Germany, they have the history and uh, tradition. And at the start point, I I was behind. Mm -hmm. For example, at the school, wine school, thirty percent of the students were son or daughter of the winery. And they had already licensed winemaker. Yeah, I had zero experience, you know. And how I correct the small, like, recipe, you know. If your dad or your grandfather worked at the winery, family winery, you know, you could know the small recipe. You have the recipe, mm -hmm. but I don't have none. I try to correct as much as possible. It's like steel, you know. And also I always ask if I find so good wine, now I ask the producer mm -hmm. how. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also if I find a bad wine, and also I ask how how do you dish make? Oh, yeah. yeah, and also every year uh, do small experiment, mm -hmm. and sometimes experiment is success, but not sometimes not. Mm -hmm. And if I made mistake, never repeat. Yeah, <laughs> just I continue, and to make my own recipe, you know. So you mentioned that when you started, 
the brand, you were making only Pinot Noir. Tell me about what you're making now. What, what, as you've grown, what, what else are you making? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the Pinot Noir red wine and uh, rosé. Mm -hmm. And now I have the white uh, Oxelor is the variety. Mm -hmm. And 2013 was a uh, very hard year. We had a lot of rain and my plan was only to make the Pinot Noir red, but just storage was so bad mm -hmm. and I, I'm, I'm used to uh, the, the, the lot. In Germany, a lot of rain and you know, and I, I knew, yeah, just you thought you just use the, only the good one, then you can still make the good wine. But I couldn't throw away all of the, you know. <laughs> and I took, uh, I, 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 we purchased a small tank and made a rosé, mm -hmm. yeah. And after that, you know, we continued to make the rosé. And after a few years, uh, we started to make the white uh, because I love the white. Uh, but you know, here, uh, there, if you choose the white variety, either Chardonnay or Pinot Gris, these two are pretty popular here, but both are not my taste. Mm -hmm. And what should I do? Yeah, of course, Riesling, but I think it is too hot for Riesling. And I, yeah, yeah, if, if I could find a good Riesling, of course, I, 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 I make, I, I want to make the, the Riesling, but yeah, but not yet. Yeah, <laughs> and Oxeroa, yeah, the friend, uh, the Jeff, he had one block Oxeroa. Yeah, and he asked me, and just I took uh, entire block. And Oxeroa is Alsatian mm -hmm. uh, variety, and to be honest, pretty neutral, uh, boring uh, variety. That why the people there in Alsace, they use as a brand partner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And but I don't want boring wine, you know. <laughs> Try to make the uh, yeah, 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 with good character, yeah, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned sparkling wine when we got here as well. Tell us about getting into sparkling. Yeah, I. I like the sparkling wine to drink myself and uh, yeah, after the taking baths, normally I drank the beer but I don't know, somehow I'm switching to the sparkling wines <laughs> since a few years and uh, I like sparkling wine and also I love the Lambrusco, mm -hmm. and I have always a Pinot, and maybe Pinot Noir with slight gas, mm -hmm. like Lambrusco, mm -hmm. will be great. This is my idea, and yeah, we started to try, yeah, yeah, the mm -hmm. sparkling wine, and the sparkling wine is still potential, I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So as you, as you look ahead for your work here, um, what do you see coming next? What are you looking forward to as, as your brand grows? 
my brand. Oh, as as your brand is growing, as your as your as your uh, label is growing. What are you yeah, looking forward to? Yeah, we are slow and yeah, 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 and our production is still like a thousand cases, maybe maximum, and we need to uh, yeah increase more, but not much. I want to check uh, each barrel by myself. Mm -hmm. And also, I want to work in the vineyard, mm -hmm. but why? I don't want to just expand the production amount. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about, about 2020. I, I kind of skipped over the question about 2020. Mm -hmm. um, tell us about first the, the pandemic uh, hitting last, last March. Tell us about the effect it had on, on your work, uh, if, if any, and, um, and what effect you saw it have on the, on the industry around you. Uh, the life, my life itself was not big change because normally I work alone <laughs> in the vineyard or at the cellar. Yeah, just I needed to wear the mask when I deliver the wine, that's it. But of course, you know, our sales to the restaurant yeah, decreased to zero, yeah, of course, yeah. But that's okay. I think we could survive and I had more bad feeling about yeah restaurant people mm -hmm. they are you know big damage mm -hmm. yeah, yeah yeah i'm so sorry yeah but of course we we need to we we need to we needed to you know change a little bit our sales and uh, we concentrated more uh, to the direct mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm consume or direct sales and our big concern was how we organize the harvest because we pick normally uh, grapes by ourselves with friend or family and but how you know and every year Chris his parents comes from East Coast to help us stay like uh, two months mm -hmm. here and offer the lunch to our friend but of course they couldn't come mm -hmm. you know last year and how and yeah, we started to uh, prepare earlier much earlier last year normally you know I don't like the planning I just doing like with feeling, but last year was exception. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we prepare area. For example, we asked the people, the friend who helped every year. Yeah, how how would you like to help us, or what is the bus room? Mm -hmm. How mm -hmm. we should offer the lunch to you guys, or what is the scary things for you guys or yeah we asked and talked and I think yeah we could prepare good mm -hmm. you know for example I thought ah, maybe we can make the mask with our logo for everyone mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah for example no I asked a friend no she told answer no I don't need a mask if you make something, please make hand sanitizer, for example. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is good idea, cool. 
you know, and we, we made a small, <laughs> yeah, hand sanitizer to everyone, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. now they could take, yeah, 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 with them. And also, you know, we prepare the, the lunch pack mm -hmm. and everyone get each pack, mm -hmm. no touch or mm -hmm. not buffet style, yeah. And, but you know, and also, uh, we didn't ask too many people, just the people that already helped us previous year or their friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, you know, everyone pr probably need to know who are you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, many people helped more than two times or three times. That was so helpful mm -hmm. because stay, stay home, you know. Actually, they needed to go outside. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and yeah, we are so lucky, yeah, so, yeah, so helpful there, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Of course, so we, as we talked a little bit before, uh, before we started rolling, we talked about the, the other part of 2020, which is, of course, the smoke and the fires, so tell us about working with that and what you had to do to get grapes in last year. Yeah, 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 smoke. Smoke was more impact than COVID, actually, <laughs> for us. Yeah, the, actually, we, are, we picked during the, during the ash are <laughs> coming, yeah, but people are already used to taking the mask. That was lucky, you know, and, uh, yeah, we picked. And also our location, we had the three sites. They are located pretty far from the, you know, the smoke. Mm -hmm. But of course, yeah, yeah, we we did the what is that? The small minimum fermenting, or what? What? What do you call that? Took the grape before actual fermentation start and check the taste or okay. smell yeah yeah mm -hmm. and also we also pressed before the fermentation completely finish mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and that's what's yeah i don't know i had the red one here and still continue to try and how we yeah manage yeah. but we didn't give we didn't give up we picked all of the pinot yeah some people just gave up mm -hmm. i think it depends you know where you you, you are yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah mm -hmm. we picked all of them but also we we tried to make the sparkling wine and yeah it's good because we didn't have uh sparkling wine and you know, maybe for two years maybe we slowly sell our sparkling wine mm -hmm. yeah that was yeah not not, not bad yeah, yeah good timing yeah good timing <laughs> i need more selection <laughs> yeah. so you mentioned that in addition to the wine work you're still still working in vineyards tell me tell me about that work where where, where are you working and what is what is kind of your role when it comes to working in vineyards yeah uh we unfortunately we don't own a vineyard this is yeah grapes we just purchased mm -hmm. 
but uh, we had like agreement with the owner of the vineyard and this is like leasing lease yeah every year we take this block and we work yeah from pruning to harvest and if the owner say yes yeah 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 we had uh, such a we have such agreement and only the tractor work the for that the vineyard is responsible mm -hmm. yeah it's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of work. <laughs> but uh, I like, I like, actually I like much better than working in the cellar. Dark, wet, cold. <laughs> I like working in the vineyard. And, you know, this is so important for me, working in the vineyard. Uh, that make more, make me more motivated. I just, I cannot just take the grapes as a, like ingredients. Mm -hmm. uh, one time I did that, not one time, two times, or yeah, just somebody told me, oh, Akiko, yeah, I have the grapes left, you, do you want to run tone? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, bring that. But my motivation was not so high. Yeah, if I worked and grow the grapes, I was, I'm more motivated mm -hmm. and more, you know, mm -hmm. and, yeah, and if, when you work in the vineyard, you notice some small difference. For example, this row always bring more, you know, larger cluster. Mm -hmm. ah, okay, maybe I make rose from this row, for example. And, but if you just buy, you cannot notice that. And also, not only the condition of the grapes, you can also notice the small microclimate difference, mm -hmm. or also the small things in that vintage. And you can just act, you know, react. Yeah. And yeah, for that, I, I need to work there in the vineyard, mm -hmm. yeah. So as you look ahead, is that that's something you want to keep doing then as long as you can? You want to, you want to be able to, to farm your own grapes that are going to be coming into the winery? You want to, you want to keep doing it this way where you're working mm -hmm, in the vineyard? Mm -hmm, yeah, and uh, the best way is to own our you know, <laughs> vineyard because we don't own it. Mm -hmm. Of course, yeah, sometimes we need to fight against the uh, you know, grape owner. And, yeah, yeah. So that's something you hope to do? You hope to, hope to own a vineyard sometime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I need to do soon. Otherwise, you know, it's getting old. Yeah, and the age is so most important for the grapevine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So from your perspective and what you've seen, what, what, what has changed in the Oregon wine industry since you've been here? What are, what are the changes you've noticed? Ah, uh, yeah, the more small, small producer like uh, us, more younger and also yeah, the French, mm -hmm. French. I think the both are pretty positive. I think this movement could change the industry. I think good mm -hmm. influence, I think, yeah. 
What, so what do you, when you look ahead for the industry, then what, what do you see? What, what will the industry look like in the coming years, especially coming out of the pandemic? After the pandemic, <laughs> this is what? so difficult question. <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything you're looking forward to in Oregon for the industry in general or anything you're afraid of? Uh, the, in the future, mm -hmm. I think uh, most, yeah, big or the most, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, this is, uh, my English is so broke. Yeah, okay, <laughs> uh, okay. In 10 years, you know, the, we, we could easily find more all the vines, mm -hmm. 30 years, 40 years, maybe 50 years. Mm -hmm. This is the big, I think, for us. We can make more competitive, you know, good wine in the international market. Uh, I really like the old wine, and only old wine bring, you know, okay, not, uh, I don't say only, yeah, this is maybe somebody <laughs> think, no, okay. Uh, old wine brings, you know, more depth mm -hmm. and something, you know, that's why, yeah, in 10 years, yeah, I could find, yeah, easily, probably, 30 years, 40 years, mm -hmm. yeah, Pinot, yeah, that's good, yeah. So when we're to ask you about joining the industry, what would your words of wisdom to them be? What would your advice be? Otherwise, to the... Someone like, <laughs> okay. sure, joining the industry. Uh, okay, um, I think at first uh, you need enjoying because maybe you know, from the outside, making wine looks so romantic and so cool. But this is just physical work. And if you cannot enjoy, I think you should do something else. It's hard. And also, if you have a lot of money, maybe you can easily take the, you know, buy the land or build the own facility, but maybe not. You cannot do that. Now you need to enjoy, yeah. And also I think the taste is most important. I think you have experience, but you don't have good taste, that you cannot make good wine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the both experience and the taste, that means, you know, you should try good things. Not only the wine, and also the food, mm -hmm. eating good things, yeah, this is my advice. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, work, working at different places, mm -hmm. maybe new world and old world. If you had the both, if you know the both, I think this is the big help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah. That's all the questions that, <coughs> that I have for you today. I, you, I know you're, you're so relieved. <laughs> <laughs> I think I talked, yeah, too much. No, no, no. Yeah. No, this is fantastic. Thank you. Is there anything we didn't talk about that we should have? Is there anything I didn't ask that I should have asked? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, actually, I, one thing, yeah, the, my uh, project or my uh, 
yeah, future project. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I already told yeah, yeah, for our only, only for my our winery. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we need to have our own winery or mm -hmm. the facility, but not uh, only for us. Yeah, I, I want to take or introduce the interesting wine to Japan, mm -hmm. and uh, I had good friends. They are interested in the Oregon wine just because, you know, they are good friends of me. And already the big names are there mm -hmm. in the Japanese market, mm -hmm. but not the small producer. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, small producer, but interesting wine. Mm -hmm. And also, I think, more reasonable price they offer. And such a wine somehow yeah, I want to, uh, yeah, bring to them and like uh, create new market mm -hmm. in Japan. This is yeah what I want to do. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you have an idea for how you're going to do that, or is that just still kind of a dream at this point? Uh, I started to uh, collect, uh, yeah, you know, interesting uh, new wine. Mm -hmm. So many wine are coming, you know. <laughs> always talk with wine shop what is your favorite or what which producer is mm -hmm. a good or and yeah maybe at at first some not so one palette or two palette yeah just several cases mm -hmm. I ship and maybe uh, do some event you know mm -hmm. Oregon new producer wine tasting or something like that mm -hmm. and I go there and yeah of, of course after the pandemic yeah <laughs> and and then yeah, you know uh, yeah, people could know yeah interesting yeah and maybe uh, importer mm -hmm. or the Oregon new uh, small producer could find importer mm -hmm. through the event this is my yeah idea yeah i love it that's awesome that's awesome well thank you so much ah, for taking you. your time today for answering our questions and being part of our project and we'll go ahead and let you off the hook thank you for joining us for this edition of the oregon wine history archive podcast and thank you to all the supporters partners donors and interviewees who have made our project a success be sure to check out our website at OregonWineHistoryArchive.org for more interviews, plus photographs, wine labels, and more. And stay tuned for more interviews as we tell the story of Oregon wine. The Oregon Wine History Archive podcast is brought to you by the Oregon Wine History Archive at Linfield University. The executive producer is Kiana Anderson. Producers are Rich Schmidt, Rachel Woody, Stephanie Hoffman, and Camille Weber. Special thanks to all the Linfield Archive students who have assisted on our oral history interviews.